I'm Zim, and this is the Helpful Photographer Podcast, in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. When I'm teaching people architectural photography, it's mostly about shooting exteriors of huge landmark buildings. Or if it's an interior, it's still a large space like a cathedral. But this is really different than shooting the types of interiors that most architectural photographers are paid to shoot which is often interior spaces like offices or a residential space like a house for real estate agents. In my opinion, the most important goal for real estate photography is to give the viewer a sense of what it's like to be in the space. And to do this, you need to make sure the space is properly prepped before you start shooting. I think it's probably as important as the photography itself. The first thing you need to do is to clean up the space. Hide any electrical cords by taping or clamping them out of the way like behind a table or a chair leg. Be sure not to use any tape that might damage the wall. Have a few books or an open magazine on the table, or maybe a plate of cookies, or light some candles. You might want to introduce a couple of houseplants into your shot as well. And if houseplants already exist, be sure to remove any dead leaves and trim any leaves to make them look nice. I'm literally talking about taking a pair of scissors and cutting the leaves to the right shape. Pay attention to the wall art. Often, I find that people don't have enough art on the walls or the art is too small for the particular wall. In this case, bring your own large painting and use those temporary 3M hooks. Those 3M hooks will also allow you to move the artwork around to fit the image you're about to create. Oh, and be sure to have the fireplace on, even if it's the middle of the summer. Otherwise, there's a dark hole in the middle of the room. The last thing you want to do is to vacuum the floor, but don't leave any vacuum lines in the rug. You might need to walk over the floor a couple of times, but remember, not too much. Don't leave any footprints. Although it's obvious the space should be clean and uncluttered, the key is that it still needs to look lived in. It shouldn't be so manicured that it looks like a museum. So there should be pillows on the couches, but they shouldn't look like they've been sat on. But on the other hand, there shouldn't be so many that you couldn't imagine sitting on the couch either. I often find that people have their furniture space too far apart, especially in a living room. As a result, this leaves a huge empty space in the middle of your photo. But before you start moving furniture, my suggestion is to decide which direction you want to be shooting from first, and then move the furniture for that particular angle. Many times, you'll find the furniture needs to be placed at slightly odd angles to make the photograph look normal. This often drives designers nuts, but designers are there to make the space work for those who are actually living in the space. This is completely irrelevant for us photographers because our job is only to evoke the feeling of living in the space. And more often than not, this requires moving the furniture closer together and placed at seemingly strange angles. To be clear, I'm not saying that it should look odd in the photo. No, it should look perfectly normal to the viewer of the photo. But it will just be odd for anyone who is standing in the actual room. One word of caution, though. If there's anything valuable that needs to be moved, make sure the designer or the homeowner is the one moving it. And never walk on site without proper liability insurance. And I'm definitely not kidding. As for angles, the most surprising thing for me when I first started shooting architecture was the fact that so many interior shots were done while standing on top of a ladder. The key is that unless you're trying to capture something on the ceiling or a two-story space, you'll need to be about six feet or higher to give the viewer a sense that they're looking at the space at eye level. I've often found myself shooting at seven feet or so. For the overseas listeners, that's about two meters. 
amateur photographers very often just set up their tripods at chest height, and that's usually just too low of an angle. So along with your camera, you'll want to bring a stepladder and a tripod to your shoot. You'll definitely shoot with a tripod. Why? Two reasons. You're going to be making a lot of adjustments to the furniture to make sure it's placed just right. And every time you do that, you need to check the camera angle. So it's best to have the camera set in a static position that you can return to over and over again. And oftentimes, you'll be shooting in the middle of the day with lots of light coming in through the windows, which means there's a high probability that you'll need to be doing some HDR. However, if you don't know what HDR is, you probably won't be doing this anyway. So don't worry about that too much, but you'll still want to be on a tripod. I'll explain HDR in another podcast. Okay, that's it for today. In the next episode, I'll talk about shooting exteriors. Until then, keep on shooting.